coming up on Guys Talking Sports. We talk about week two of the NFL games, the NFL season starting. A lot of injuries took place um, with Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, a whole slew of players from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, we're going to talk about that and all the, everything that went down in, in the NFL season of week two. Also, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Uh, the conference finals is set. Right now, the Lakers and the Heat are leading their um, the, their conference finals um, appearances, and we're gonna see. We're gonna talk more about what the Nuggets and the Celtics can do to get back into these conference finals. My co-host Asa Smooth joined me right now on Guys Talking Sports, and it begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. Right now, it's no, yeah, September the 23rd, and it's just been a lot that's been going on, but there is some, a lot of sports that we need to cover as well, so we're going to get right into it. I got my co-host with me, Ace and Smooth. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? How's everything going, I should say? Uh, very good. I was actually able to finally get back into the gym, uh, yesterday. So, uh, definitely can feel it today. So, um, kept safe, mask on, sanitized, all that good stuff was barely anybody in the gym. However, it was good to get the, uh, the muscles back and flex and get some good exercise in the, uh, home workout, you know, or the, as I call it, the AKA, the prison workout, <laughs> You know, it's okay, but it doesn't really get all that you want to get in. Right. Huh. I just work like a slave. Let me not say it like that. I just work a lot. <laughs> and me too, but I'm on vacation this week, so. Wow. <laughs> so I got days I had to use or lose them by the end of the month. So, you know, it's like, take my days because I ain't getting paid out for them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you lose them at the end of the month? beginning of the fiscal year is October the 1st for our company. So, Oh, really? Interesting. They, they did that flip-flop uh, last year. So before it would have been like, you can you can extend them until the following year, mm-hmm. but then when they tied it to the end of the fiscal year, which is um, September the 30th, mm-hmm. certain days you lose, you keep. But however, they, they, they were nice enough to let us keep 10 days as opposed to five because they knew nobody. Well, this is not even part of sports, but they had to let us keep it because, you know, COVID. there's no there's nowhere to go to vacation because right. we're at home. So Right, right, right. Yeah, right. my boss my boss is pushing everybody to, to take vacation days. And everybody's like, why? I mean, like, I mean, you don't need to, I mean, I'd be at home at this stage. Right. Um, so he's forcing it for us as well. But I digress. Um, we got a lot to cover in the world of sports today, so let's get right into it. Of course, um, week two of the NFL um, kicked off this past weekend, um, but there were a lot of injuries that took place. Uh, a lot of injuries. <laughs> um, 49ers roster is, is depleted because of this. Um, of course, Saquon Barkley has a season-ending injury as well. So let me get your takes on week two of the NFL, all the injuries that's taking place. And um, let me just get your thoughts on it in, in general. Uh, <clears throat> I have the 49ers squad is on IR. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to sit out half the season just so we get our team back. Uh, no, nah, I mean, it's not that bad, but it's pretty, plenty bad considering the, you had uh What's his name? Our prize D and the D tackle. Both went out in the damn near the same play. Uh, Bo- Bosa is out for the year. The other one is out for the year. Bosa's out for the year? Yeah. Bosa, he's ACL. Oof. Um, Garoppolo's out this coming week with a high high ankle sprain. Yeah. A couple of running a couple of the running backs are out due to whatever injuries, knee injuries. Uh <laughs> so yeah, um so much for Super Bowl or bust. It's damn sure looking like a bust. 
But uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. And uh, I guess it's the 49ers, I think, are taking uh, refuge or they're taking or they're pissed off about MetLife Stadium, I guess, they're in the field, uh, the turf. And so they filed a grievance against the NFL or the NFLPA or somebody's looking into it. And a lot of the 49ers are fearful to play against the Giants because they're afraid they might get hurt. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it'll be interesting dynamic when it comes on Sunday. So I'm thinking we might take the L. Yeah, we're playing the Giants. It'd be very hard pressed to take the L on the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not good, man. <laughs> Am I arguing with you? I mean, I, 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 I concur. <laughs> <laughs> man, that offensive line is atrocious. Boy, whoo. <laughs> You know what? You guys probably wouldn't be as bad if the offensive line was, was halfway decent, but damn. I mean, your defense is not terrible in a, in a, in a grand scheme of things as far as teams all over the NFL are putting up points. So nobody's defense is really that stringent this year or that tough. Uh, but damn, that offensive line is just putrid. Damn, I, this, this garbage. Jesus. Anyway, wow. Hey, he's, <laughs> wow. Hey, he's not he, – he's not – he's agreeing with you. Yeah, but you ain't got to eviscerate him <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if, if I were wrong or if I were slightly incorrect, I'm sure he would correct me. Uh, I mean, silence says a lot. <laughs> no, silence you don't have to. You, uh, you, you keep going. <laughs> wow. Well, look, man, it, but you know what? It wouldn't shock me if they came out of win. If the Giants came out of one on Sunday just because of the 49ers fear playing in the, in, um, in the stadium as far as all the injuries that took place. So I don't know. Uh, it's not looking good for the home team. And to make, the, make matters worse, the NFC West is really stacked this season. Everybody's playing well. And the 49ers just so happen to have the worst record in the, in the division. At one and one. So the, what does that tell you? <laughs> Everybody else is balling. Uh, yeah, I mean, what can I say about the Giants' <laughs> offensive line that hasn't been said? I mean, you know, we, it's bad. I mean, we got our shiny first-round pick, and, Andrew Tom, Thomas, who's probably the only bright spot at this particular moment. But Will Hernandez, Nick Gates, you know, Kevin Zeitler, you know, Cameron Fleming. Yeah. Is I mean, I mean for the first for the first week, you, I think everybody could probably write it off because that's really what you consider like, you know, game three of preseason where everybody's just kind of getting their legs in, in, in beneath them. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first half of the second game, you might say, okay, everyone's still trying it, but the second half it just it was bad. But the offensive line played slightly better in the game against um, <clears throat> in the second game than it did against the. Um, the Steelers. The Steelers, I mean, damn it, when Daniel Jones snapped the ball, I mean, the DBs <laughs> were there before Daniel Jones got the ball. Like, like, and it wasn't even anything offline. I was watching that game. The guys just basically moved the same time the ball was snapped. It was just so much quicker. I mean, there were so many blown assignments. You would have thought these guys, you know, hadn't played, you know, offensive line, period. But this is what we have. Daniel Jones, in spite of all of that, didn't look that bad out of, outside of two bad interceptions. The first one was, you know, was a bad one. The second one was a head scratcher because, like, why do you throw it at? But then the second game, it was just, ugh. You know, it was just. But I was looking at that game, and I was just thinking to myself, you know what, this game don't look good. Something bad is going to happen. And when I was looking at Saquon Barkley, I'm like, you know what, he just, I don't got a good feeling about Saquon Barkley because he he didn't get off in the first game. The second game, he was starting to get a little bit of traction, but it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a field, it wasn't anything. It was just the DB just pulling him, and we've seen that play probably a thousand times in our lifetimes watching NFL. And guys get up, it was just just so happens that the way that he planted when he pulled them and the way his leg was, it just went so. You know, you know, ACL injuries is not the death sentence that it was, you know, 10, maybe 15 years ago. So guys will be able to come back. But they'll, guys, unless you're Agent Peterson, who knows what the hell he did, um, 
99% of the guys, when they come back, they always lose a slight step. So right. we, uh, you know, I don't know what Saquon Barkley is going to be. I'm hoping that he does an Agent Peterson. You know, no, you know, no uh, illegal substance, you know, whatever. But um, I don't know. We'll see. But I agree with you, Ace. It's, I don't know. I mean, only thing I can say about it is that the field hurt the 49ers. It didn't hurt the the um <laughs> the Jets. The Jets stink. <laughs> <laughs> they do. The They're worse stink. than the Giants. <laughs> and you guys beat them with a depleted roster. And you guys had guys still injured. And they didn't have anybody injured. And you still beat them. So <laughs> speaking of the Jets. You think the Jets are going to go after and look at a QB this upcoming draft? Because I don't know if Sam Darnold is the, is the dude. I think Sam Darnold is. I think that the team that he got around him, and I don't think that Geis is the quarterback that can really bring it out of him. I think Sam Darnold is good. I think the team that he has around him, the organization around him, is not that good. I mean, you look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen is an okay QB, but he's in Buffalo. Great organization around him. Great line around him, decent offensive weapons, and he looks pretty good. He's 2-0. It looks pretty good. Sam Darnold, if you put him in that system and he has the same type of support system around him, would probably be 2-0 just the same. So I'm not saying that Sam Darnold is not bad. I'm just saying that the Jets, constructed as they are, is not allowing him to flourish. No, the Jets organization is bad. Bottom line, there's nothing else to say. There's no sugarcoating around it. It's been so many years that the Jets have done nothing. I mean, let's be honest. The people that they have, the system that they have in place, it's funny that any quarterback that's there now can have a bad, bad season with when they're with the Jets organization. But once they leave the Jets organization, they start to flourish, or at least there's a, a, a catch of lightning, so to speak. I mean, I was saying that before with um, um, oh, my man, um, Sanchez. Um, oh, his years in, <laughs> yeah, his years in the Jets organization was the worst. But all of a sudden, he goes to Philadelphia and, I mean, gets the opportunity to show what he could do, and he did it to a good, you know, with a good um offensive line with some weapons around him. He did he did succeed there, um, somewhat. So. Um, I think that regardless of the fact, I think that what it is, is that the organization for whatever reason, it's not a perfect fit for anybody at this stage. I mean, they had a bad off season, um, going back and forth with their, uh, I forgot dude's name before they ended up trading him. Um, uh, the name escapes me. Uh, the guy that they had, who? who? Who's done that? Who did No, no. Jets had a um, not a quarterback. Jets had they just had a um. Oh, the corner or the yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jamal Adams. Yeah, the name was escaping me. Like going through that whole ordeal with with them over off season. I mean, the organization is just it's it's not at where it should be. And Jets fans are, I'm pretty sure they like they're they're at a point where they had they're done with this. Like, I think, not to not to dwell too much on the Jets, but if you think about it, the last time the Jets had a had a really uh, legitimate QB for a couple of years was really Mark Sanchez. I mean, they did have Brett Favre for that one year, and he did you know he did well, but I mean. To have a decent quarterback for multiple years that got him to some, he got him to some the playoffs, playoffs the championship right. game. That's right. I mean, we can say what we want about the butt fumble and everything, but they haven't had a proven quarterback that got him to the playoffs, who got him into and got him to the AFC championship game since Mark Sanchez. And think about that. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Did he get him to the playoffs? No. Yeah. He went, huh. like, he went 10 games one season. But I that's when – oh, boy, wasn't a coach no more. I forgot who the coach was at that time. Ryan. Rex Ryan. And Ryan was – was Ryan still the coach when Fitzpatrick was there? Mm, he might have left after. 
Right. Before that. But he was the last last QB for the Jets. That's when they had um, – that's when they had uh, Braylon Edwards, I think. Yeah, and, but I'm talking about like a QB that's been there for like, you know, more than two seasons, you know, at least three or four where you can kind of stretch. I mean, right. yeah, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was there for like about a, a season or two. I think it was three. Yeah, and Mark Sanchez was there for like about at least – Yeah. Yeah. I think he played his cold rookie contract there. Yeah, so at least I'm thinking about, you know, quarterbacks that he had that he drafted that was there that actually did something. The team was actually credible um, for for a time was Mark Sanchez. Yeah, you had, you know, you had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Geno Smith was there, but that was kind of like a, you know, up and down. But, yeah, I mean, Mark Sanchez and Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably the last two QBs that really got him into the playoffs and really, you know. Well, interesting that you it. said. Interesting that you say Darnold's the dude. So, so let's just say the Jets stink like shit, and they do. And let's just say it. The 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 final the draft for next year is Jets one, Giants two. If the Jets don't take Trevor Lawrence, will a Jet? What the Giants do? Will the Giants take Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> that's a good question. I that's that a really good would question. depend on this season and what Daniel Jones looks like this season. If he looks like he's if season two looks like he's starting to kind of catch his groove and he looks with a bad team, and a good team is always better, but a bad team, he looks like he's starting to it's not him, mm-hmm. then the Giants might give him a mulligan because you got, you know, Barkley out, and then maybe the GM is probably going to be out because if they stink, I think the GM is going. Um, the new, But then again, a new QB might look at it and be like, yeah, he's good, but I don't think this is my guy that I can win with. It would be – I don't know. It's possible. It's very possible that the Giants could have reached for Trevor Lawrence. Um, they can go at it one way. They can look at it like, well, we can get Sam Barkley, you know, we can get um, Barkley back. But Barkley is in his prime years. And right now he's got an ACL injury, so who knows what his prime is going to look like now. But you got Barkley in his prime years, which means you need to do something with him now instead of waiting for two or three years for – or, you know, a new drafty quarterback to come into his prime. This is not the the Kansas City Chiefs or the Baltimore Ravens where you can insert, you know, a new QB in, and then the first year or the second year, they're off running to the races. This is like a project where it's going to be like a two- to three-year stint before you can really see a team come about. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, then they could. Question, do the Jets even pass up on Trevor Lawrence? No, either. That's it, it's in think, there in that same boat, though. Like, yes, because they both look, the, the Jets and the Giants look like the two worst teams in the National Football League. It all looks like what they what the what the quarterbacks look how the quarterbacks look this season. And if they both look bad, I mean, yeah, I mean, both of the teams can be on a chopping block. However, if let's say, for instance, the both of the Jets and the Giants end up with pick number one, pick number two, Jets number one. Um, quite a, you know, Giants number two. Sam Darnold doesn't look bad, but they're looking to go in a different direction. The Giants want to go in a different direction. Do I think that the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence? They may. They kind of like Sam Darnold, but if he looks bad, I can see them picking Trevor Lawrence. If they don't, they decide to go with someplace else. Do the Giants pick Trevor Lawrence? If they could... But let's say it's Trevor Lawrence, number one, and Justin Fields, number two. They will not pick Justin Fields. The, Giants, so? have a, the Giants have a thing with black QBs. Let me rephrase oh. that. The owners have a thing with black QBs. I don't know how Gino made it as the backup there and actually actually started a game. I have no idea oh, either. Yeah. <laughs> that's only, and that's only – you know what? And Not to bring up a sore subject – but I felt bad for Geno Smith because he was only doing what he was asked to do. Right. 
the the visceral against him was unwarranted. He didn't make the decision. Coaching made the decision, and the owners signed off on it. But then once the fans reacted to it, the owners, you know, threw the coach under the bus. So once that happened, everybody was going. Right, right. Well, that's a very interesting dynamic, especially with everything that's going on in the NFL. You know, we all we all assumed that once Jacksonville went on the fire sale, that they'll turn around and be the crappiest team in the league. But Gardner Minshew and company over there with a, with a cast of misfits are playing pretty darn good football. <laughs> they won't – yeah, the, the Jacksonville, they're going to keep Gardner Minshew unless oh, yeah. he just falls off the cliff, you know. <laughs> Outside of that, they're going to keep him. Mm-hmm. And I think the replacement that they did for um the replacement. You might want to check the connection oh, in the Google Home. I gotta turn this off. The um <laughs> <laughs> the um replacement that um the per the I forgot the player's name that replaced um Fournette. Now that Fournette is with Tampa Bay, he's actually playing well as as well too. So yeah. I think yeah. that they're building for something not for this season, but more so for the future. Um. They're going to do what they can. They're still going to try and win games. I don't think it's just a fire sale like we thought. Um, I think that they're really going to try and win some games to to, to move ahead. Um, I just don't see them taking – to be honest, I don't even see them being the worst teams, right, worst team in the NFL at this stage. I mean, especially with both New York teams there. So oh, they, they crush both of their teams. They'll, they'll crush both of those teams in a heartbeat. Yeah. They ain't got nobody. That's the sad part. You don't know who the hell they got. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, but it all, I mean, for the Jets, I know it all goes back to the head coach. And until they do something with that head coach, this is just going to be a bad season. Adam Geis, who didn't deserve to get the head coaching job to begin with, the guy and, looked like he was high on um, Percocet when he first <laughs> had the interview. Yeah, well, that and the GM that should be, the GM that hired him should be fired regardless. Like, out of all, I mean, if I'll put it like this. If the GM don't – whenever they get to that point where they do let go of Gates, if the GM doesn't let go, it's not going to be – it's still going to be the same. It's going to be a repeat um, cycle. Like, they have to let go of the GM no matter what if they let go of Gates. Bottom line. Sad state yeah. over New York, man. I know. Joe Judge ain't going nowhere because I'm pretty sure you have Bill Belichick and you had – um. Uh, whew, his name came right out of my mind. The yeah. coach for Alabama, uh, Nick Saban, oh. who he both worked under, both you know co-signed on you know on his hire. So, um, especially Bill Belichick. So I'm pretty sure he gift wrapped Joe Judge to the Giants because if it wasn't him, why not Josh McDaniels? Right. Mm-hmm. I think Josh is going to be the successor in New England personally. I, as I told you, I think Josh Daniels will be the successor in New England. And I think that Bill Belichick will somehow find his way into the, to the New York Giants organization when he leaves the Patriots in some form or fashion. That's a, I say GM. That's an interesting scenario, considering that Buffalo is the New York's team. He don't care about Buffalo. <laughs> he don't care about Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> he he cut his teeth, and he always he always. He, he's still very fond of the um, New York Giants owners and organization. Was it was it that uh, he spurned the Jets to go to the Patriots to be the coach? Or was it the Giants? Jets. Okay. And that was only because he was going to be the Jets coach and then Bill, Bell, then, um, Bill Parcells messed that whole thing up and then he went to uh, the Patriots and Bill Parcells wound up in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But when Bill Parcells left, everybody said that um, Bill Belichick should have been a coach. But he went to he went to um, the Cleveland Browns, and that was a disaster. Right, right, right. Any coach that goes there is a freaking disaster. <laughs> they can't seem to get out of their own way. Though they did win Week Two, the Thursday night game, because uh, if if uh, if old boy couldn't beat Cincinnati. Yeah, he, he would have had a long season uh, going on with him, and Baker probably would not be the quarterback after next year or after this season. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know. It's been, been very close. <laughs> You've been on – they're still on – I mean, they, they right now, they just 
teetering in that line right now. That's where they are right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still can go either way at this stage. So, you know, at least they escaped the hot seat for now. So true. true. So, but um one thing I forgot to mention, of course, because we did talk about the amount of injuries. Of course, Christian McCarthy also is injured um and is out for the Carolina Panthers, which is a huge blow to them. Um, so I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle these upcoming weeks without him. Um, it's going to be interesting. These injuries is going to be interesting. Um, I think that <clears throat> we're just starting to play with these two weeks. Um, I think that there's, uh, I have a bad feeling that there's not going to, there's still going to be some injuries more coming down the pike. Um, hopefully not season injuries, season ending, season ending injuries, but, you know, we'll see how it goes week three. Yeah, it's been a bad, uh, bad injuries and bad for fantasy football. I had Christian McCaffrey last week. I'd have been, I'd have been pissed. Man, I got Saquon in my money league. I am pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lost. I lost last week. I lost by ten points last week, and it was a hard fought loss. And I had negative. 2.70 points from a running back. No, I'm sorry. I think Saquon had four, and Benny Snell had negative 2.70. So it left me like well, 1.30 points that I got from my running backs, and I lost by 10. If I had any running back with just a sneeze a couple yards, I would have won, won last week. You know, so it's – dude, it's the – Free agent market is horrible. Yeah, I was about to say, the free agent market is hard right now. <laughs> People are scrambling for replacements left and right at this stage. And it's only week two. Right. <laughs> now, if, if if I was advising you, Ace, I would have told you before the season started, don't get um, don't get uh, Saquon Barkley because the offensive line was trash. So I knew he wasn't going to do much. Oh, see, okay, so here's my dilemma. I picked third in the league. And obviously, Christian McCaffrey went one. The dude that went second picked Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's a reach. I mean, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I mean, so it's like Saquon <laughs> is literally the number two, the two overall pick or the number second rated best play, uh, pick in the draft. And he fell right into my lap. I was like, I was I was ready to get Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I would have got Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott. One of the two. Hindsight is pretty pretty, man. I know. <laughs> I I had a I had a bad feeling Barkley was going to have a good season because the line was oof. Ugh. But you know what? It's bad because you had no nobody had no idea to kind of really gauge what people were doing because you had no preseason. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think that if I think that if preseason was to be had, I think that a lot of people would have made their choices a little bit different. The only reason I was even in that fight because it can't be. Man, that was the best pick I ever made. I think I picked him like you got Cam. Yeah, in my money league. Yeah. Oh, Cam going to have. Oh, he's going to go off this season. Cam going to have a good season. He should have won that game. Why didn't he bounce the ball out? He had nothing but open field. If he he sat there and ran and jumped, I'm like, why are you jumping? He could have just bounced out around, and he would have had nothing but open field. I mean, you had one DB there, but he could have ran all the way to the corner. And, and, and leaped in when I got it. He had my question, no, nobody in front of him. My question is why run it? Play action pass oh, that. Because he got two touchdowns out of the deal from that exact but, same. But the thing is, is that there, I mean, in my mindset, I'm thinking he's going to try and win this game himself. Like, that's the mindset I'm thinking if I'm a defensive player. I'm like, he's going to try and run it in because we're so close to the goal line. I could see him actually trying to win the game for the team. Like, Huh? He should have countered. He should have done a counter. Uh, but, he act like he was going to the left and then do a hard juke and go back right because everybody was pounding down. But I think that everybody still had their sights set on Cam. I don't think nobody had their sights thinking that he was going to pass it or hand it off, no and matter what. Still, he still could have ran it in if he didn't just go try to go right in the middle and jump. If he would have just bounced it out to the um to the left. He had nothing but daylight. I mean, he could have got around the, the one, the one, def, the one DB that was coming in got submarine by the offensive line. If he would have just ran around him, he would have had nothing but daylight. Like you said, Ace, if he could have countered with the other way, he had nothing but daylight. Even yep. if he would have faked and had 
you know, let's say offensive lineman call in and say, hey, I'm going to be a receiver. And he could have came in. He would have had him, even if he would have trailed him like that, you would have had to have the offensive line lineman that came in as a uh, came in as a passer, you know, come in, come out, right cut up. into the end zone, mm-hmm. and then you would have had to either A, come at Cam, or B, he could have just lobbed it over, but he didn't have to do what he did. They should have won that game. Should have. Show that damn game, boy. He showed that arm. Cam is, Cam is back. He showed he still got wheels. He showed he still got plenty of arm strength. Made, hell, even Julian Edmond had a great game. I think he Oh, and I was mad because he, Cam, had Edelman in the end zone three plays before that. He wide had him open. cold, wide open, wide and open. he just oh, he he overthrew him. Mm. And that's the one thing I would have said. Brady wouldn't overthrow him. If that was Brady in there, the game would have been over right there. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Cam is not the most accurate, but damn, he's, he's completing 70% right now. 71% of his passes, only through two games, obviously, but don't think in dunks, man. No, no. <laughs> nah. yeah. But but the thing is, it's a setup because like we said before about the Patriots, like, and I said this, we said this last week. Well, for what I mentioned last week, like the running game in game one was a setup for what he was going to do. The more he gets um acclimated to the system the more he's going to start opening up more. And it's going to be a more innovative offense where it's going to be scary for him to start throwing the long passes and running the ball. So it's just going to take some time. Like you said, it's still week two. I think he tested the waters just a little bit to see what he can do. So now come week three, they're going to try and put the package together so that you know, it'll keep hopefully keep the defense to second guessing themselves of what they're going to do because then you're going to have to be afraid of his run as well as his arm. So it's always good to have. We'll get back to the old camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and relying on his strengths. And I think they're going to be utilize that until at least for this season until the wheels fall off. I don't think I don't think he's going to get hurt this season. I pray. I'm not on desk that he doesn't get hurt this season. Being he's my starting quarterback. And um, you know, I think, I think uh, New England's gonna. I, Buffalo is playing really well. Yeah. That's the only team I can sit there and say that can challenge probably the Patriots. But if the Patriots go into Buffalo and beat them, then it's the Patriots to lose yeah, coming out of the uh, AFC East. Mouth question. Um, but we could continue talking about the NFL. Um, when the next, I mean, on the next podcast, um, because NFL is running, still running strong. So it's only week now we're going into week three. So still got some things to talk about. Um, some teams out there still, you know, we have a lot to discuss on as far as the NFL is concerned. Um, but I want, um, because I know that the time is almost, you know, far spent, but I want to talk a little bit about the NBA, um, Playoffs is now the, – the conference finals is now set, of course. Um, Lakers have a 2-1 series lead over the Nuggets. Uh, I forgot the actual Miami Heat-Boston um, series. I think they're both tied at one, if I'm not mistaken, or is it 2-1? No, uh, it's, it's 2-1 Miami. 2-1 Miami. Yeah. Correct. Okay. All right, so it's 2-1 Miami. 2-1 Lakers. Yeah. Um, right now, the Lakers is – and the Nuggets are playing right now, correct? No, Miami and Boston. Yeah, I'm all off. Dude. I'm all Come off. Come on, man. Come on, man. Get, get, get it straightened out. Yeah, well, working sometimes, you don't get to utilize what you – you know, I'm not – I haven't been um, in my sports realm these past couple of days. But Hear I what I say. Hear what I say. You get, a, you get Junior to be our statistician and get everything prepped for you. <laughs> Yo, he, I, I, he, side note, he's been pushing to, to, he just pushing stats in my face right now like it ain't nothing. Like, but he's now, that's a different realm because he's now focused on AAU right now. So it's a different realm right now. I digress. So, with that being said, um, the Nuggets barely got that game off because they needed, they needed that win. If the Lakers would have went 3-0 in that series, it would have been a wrap. 
but the Nuggets are that team that will always have a comeback game, comeback series. Uh, so right now, with that being said, do you think that both the Celtics and the Nuggets, um, out of those two teams, which teams do you think will bring this, even the series back when it's all said and done? After game three, I'm gonna say neither. I think I think Miami will go up three one, uh, and I think Miami will win in six. Um, I think LA will go three one, but LA will win in seven. Ooh, ooh! I, I think it's just gonna be deja vu because technically, real talk, Denver really should be up two one. Anthony, I'm not saying Anthony Davis hit a lucky three because obviously Anthony Davis can hit threes. Yeah. But it was a defensive breakdown that allowed Anthony Davis to be that wide open in game two. So a, a, a better hand in the face might have altered the shot. It might not have. We don't, we don't know. But I think Denver really should be up 2-1. And I truly believe that Denver is using that we th- y'all think we suck mentality to really push them and make them uh, play really great. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm in the basement damn near 90% of the day, and ESPN is running through most of the day. And I was watching or listening to NBA Jump, and they were talking about it would be a bad idea if L.A. tries to double uh, the point guard. I can't think of his name. Jamal Murray? Yeah, Jamal Murray. They said it would be a bad idea to double double Jamal Murray because that will leave Joker open. And God knows uh, the rookie – not the rookie, but the other young gunner that they have. Gary Harris? Nah, the light-skinned boy. He was like the number seven pick. Morris? No. I can't think of his name. Now you have me look. Um, you're not talking about Gary Harris. You're talking about um, – uh, I forget his name. He's typically, he would be their big three if he was, because they say he's a superstar in the making. He's just not getting the shots because Murray and Joker is, is taking the, bulk, the bulk of the shots. So they're running the office through the two of them. Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, Michael Porter uh, Jr. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. Yes. So, you know, it's going to open up other opportunities for other players. So it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of a scenario with, uh, with L.A. defending Denver. Now, on the flip side, it's almost like you got to let A.D. and LeBron just get off and do theirs, but make sure that the other guys don't do nothing in order to win. I think that's the mentality that Denver is trying to take because they're not going to stop LeBron. They're not going to stop A.D. But somehow or the other day, they managed to out-rebound A.D. last game. I think he only had three rebounds? A uh, total of four, but two in, like, the first 33 minutes of the game. And a dude is, like, what, 6'11"? Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know what I, whatever the coaches staff has put together defensively to kind of disrupt LA's offense is working nicely. You know, it worked game two, definitely worked game three. I think they're going to keep that same intensity. Uh, for me, I think that game. I agree with you with, with the uh, with the Miami Heat. I think you know the Celtics aren't all there. The fact that Jason Tatum doesn't have any any points in this game thus far is telling. Um, the fact that you know um, he just got his first three, <laughs> and, and they were in third in, in the third quarter. So yeah. Jason Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, and um, Kemba. Not even Kemba. I'm going to go as far as saying um, Marcus. No, the white boy. Uh, oh, Haywood. <laughs> Haywood. Yeah, so wait, wait. Sorry about that, folks. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and um, Haywood need to be your big three. Haywood, Haywood, I think this is his first game back in like, like three Second. Weeks? Second game? Okay. Second game. Moving forward, that needs to be a big three. Kimball Walker is unreliable for whatever reason. Once he got to Boston in his finals, he forgot how to fucking shoot. Marcus Smart is good, but he needs to be a six-man off the bench. Um, but Kimba Walker is a liability at this point. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 
and Marcus Smart need to be what your offense needs to be built around. They're not, they can't do it right now because they're already in there. They're going to lose to the Miami Heat, and they're going to probably lose in six, if not five. Mm. Hold up. So if, you, if Kimba's no longer going to be – if it were your, if you're the GM and Kimba's no longer your point guard, and he signed that massive deal, you trade him. Who are you trading him to get? You got to You stick with him, but you have to understand that I got a guy that I signed, but he's not going to be like he's not that three because he's proven himself that in the regular season he's good, but when you get to the playoffs, he's not there yet. Now maybe because he was with Charlotte Hornets and they haven't been in that pressure situation, mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to do it. This is learning experience. This is a bad time for you to you know cut your teeth on it but if i'm the boston celtics i would say that we got to run with jalen brown and jason tatum and gordon hayward because at least they've been in the fire at least jason tatum and jalen brown have been in that fire you run with the guys that were in the eastern conference finals with you against the um the cleveland cavaliers two years ago that should have won those that was before Kyrie got there Kyrie was there. No, Kyrie oh. was going. Kyrie was going. Oh, right, right. Well, so it was just Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Hayward. Was Hayward no, there? No, Hayward wasn't there. Hayward oh. came there the year after. Yes. So it was right. Tatum. That was Tatum's rookie year. Um, you go with Jalen uh, Brown. I would say you go with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and be like, look, you guys run it how you ran it in the Eastern Conference Finals again because in, in Gordon Hayward because you can't rely on – Kim Walker, because he's too sporadic. And you run with those guys and you live and die with it until Kim Walker gets himself back in flow of the game. Because right now, they're going to lose. Whether it's in five or it's in six, they're going to lose. Um, because that team is not a team. And it's the bubble and the whole thing with the COVID kind of threw everybody off. Um, Boston Celtics a little bit hurt, but that team is... That's not a that's a collection of people that's half a team that's trying to get themselves into a team, but they're not there yet. And they're coming against a Miami Heat team that's a team and has a and has a dog in um Jimmy Butler that's putting a foot in their behind right now. And they're gonna lose this game and they're gonna lose this series. Yeah. Um yeah, their chemistry is completely off. Yeah, that's what it is. And you're putting in, you're incorporating all these pieces, trying to buy time. I, to be honest, I think I, I agree with you, smooth. But I think it's more so that the, the chemistry um, factor of it, because the timing of everything is all off, and they know about it because they complained about it. They were upset when they lost that up the previous game, and um, they were on the same page so to speak. Um, there's chemistry issues there. And then you're going to bring back Gordon Haywood, who wasn't with the team at the beginning of the bubble. Now bring him in and incorporate minutes to try and fit with the team that's already having chemistry issues. So it's it's not looking good. Um, I think that, the, and to be honest, I get what you're saying about Gordon Haywood being that third person, but me personally, I don't see that. I don't see him being that third dude. I really don't. Um, I think he's being forced. I think he's being forced um, because he's, you know, of course, Brad Stevens, you know, dude, um, because he knows him since Butler. But I think he's not that dude where as far as the chemistry is with everybody else. Um, that I just don't see that happening. I don't, the, the issue was with um, – that's how I guess when because he maybe because him and Kyrie came at the same time frame or in that same space um but i don't see him being that that dude at this stage i don't think he ever came back and was right ever since he broke his ankle the first first game his first you know when he first came over in that very first game he just ain't been that dominant force that he was it was in utah where he was playing before yeah now see that's like all jokes aside if he was still in utah they would be much better off where they are right now they wouldn't Nuggets, I don't think, would have won that series. Well, without question. Without question. It, but that, you know, he wanted to leave. Like, he was a better situated because he was that dude in Utah. Between him and Donovan Mitchell, and then you have um, Rudy Gobert, that would have been their big three because that would have been what was needed. And 
he, they would have been successful. Utah would have been in a better position if they if he would have stayed. Bottom line. Yeah, but when Donovan Mitchell came in, but this is his second year in the league. Third, third, third. Oh, so he left and they drafted Donovan Mitchell. No, he was in there when Donovan. What? Wait, now you're gonna have me double check. I think he was there um, when Donovan Mitchell's first year. I'm gonna double check now. And you um, probably, you know what? He probably wanted to leave because he felt he wasn't the top dog anymore, and he wanted to be the top dog somewhere else, and he wanted to be on his own coach. Well, he wasn't going to be the top dog going to a team that Kyrie Irving was on. <laughs> I don't think he knew that um, Kyrie was coming. There. I don't think yeah. so. I mean, I think he because he, he, he but yeah, because remember, like um, the late year before that, when they made the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference Finals, they that was had Isaiah Thomas. At point yes, up. they had Isaiah Thomas right. and him, and with Jalen Brown and with um, Jason Tatum. That package alone was enough because they had everybody was fighting for everybody. It was a lot more tighter than mm-hmm. when Isaiah when they traded Isaiah um, from Boston to Cleveland to bring in Kyrie. That messed up the chemistry for everybody. Yep, I agree. They should yep. never got rid of Isaiah Thomas. They they did him dirty, in my opinion, and they have never completely recovered. They lost out on some some key players. But I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give you this. I, I I agree with you, Ace. I think um, the Miami Heat. I'm 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 not. I'm still not 100 sold on Miami Heat. Um, as far as winning at all, I'm, I'm like 50 50 on them. But I do think they're going to beat the Boston Celtics. Um, Denver Nuggets, they should be two and one. That was a bad defensive breakdown. Um, you give you give AD that shot five times, and he'll probably make that one out of five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was just the one he made. Right. So, yeah. but I'll tell you this: the second game, Denver Nuggets came out flat as a board. Second half, they came to life, and man, they whew, they put it on the, the, the Los Angeles Lakers. And took a three, not by not by LeBron James, but by AD to win that game. That second game, I mean, game number three, I watched that game from start to finish. That Los Angeles Lakers came out flat until about maybe five minutes of that fourth quarter. Then they put some Series D on them with, with Rondo. And I thought they were going to lose that game, but, you know, they couldn't do it. Denver Nuggets can beat this Los Angeles Lakers team. Without question. They can. Do I think they're going to beat in a seven-game series? I don't know. But if they would have went up two and one, it would have been a bit more better in their favor. Now they're now they're two and one in the Los Angeles Lakers favor. Game whoever wins games, this is game three. Whoever wins games four, in my opinion, is probably might win the winning these series. I gotta agree with that. I agree with that. Hmm. And if I'm a betting man, it's hard to bet money against LeBron LeBron James. But um, AD, get your ass down in the block because nobody can stop you. None whatsoever. Jokic, none of them guys down there. You can eat and feed. You can't stop Jokic. <laughs> no, but none of them can stop them. And AD is a, is, is a much bigger threat down low than Jokic is. I saw. I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw some highlights with Jokers was this man had my like AD down in the post. And the reason why I say that is because the Los Angeles Lakers can put you know ja- Javale McGee. They can put the White Howard to 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 DM up without having to have AD DM up. Now if it was just straight up AD and Jokic, Jokic might get him in foul trouble. But what I saw in the last game, they didn't have AD guarding them all the time. They always had Javale McGee or the White Howard putting you know DM them up to conserve the energy from AD. But if AD goes out in the block, nothing they can do to stop him. Nothing. But he likes to play off the perimeter. He can shoot shots. But if they put him down on the block, the series is a wrap, period. I blame I blame Steph Curry. <laughs> I, I, bl- Curry? I blame all of the, the shooting movement because the shooting the shooters movement, you know what I'm saying? Because you, if you're six eleven now and you can't knock down a three, you ain't making the lead. <laughs> well, you also gotta understand that he 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 was he used to run guard 
He used to be on um, run guard before he grew. So his mentality may not be like a, a big boy down in the paint mentality. Mm-hmm. Like he was running point, he was running guard. He was running shooting guard or point guard, one of the two. Um, so he might still have that guard mentality. That I, 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 I he, but then again, when you think about it, even when he was in New Orleans, that's one of the reasons why they had, when they brought in um, Cousins, like he was still up top. Cousins was down on the, on the post. Right. So it wasn't like they both was down on the post together. So it. Damn, I miss Cousins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's that right. T- and, and Cousins was on the Lakers before he had his, his issues. Got injury. Got yep. injury. Right. Ooh. If he was on. Oof. That's before. Yeah. Because they was. They eventually, because it was would have been Jabel McGee and Demarcus Cousins, right? right? They wouldn't have had the White Howard there. If Cousins was on there, ooh, that'd have been nasty. Cousins probably be making a big difference. A big, uh, 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 he'd be a real difference right now too. But would he he tore his ACL again? Yep, the same ACL or a different ACL? I thought it was a different one. He wouldn't have been better defensively than the White Howard, but he would have been better offensively, offensively. than the yeah. White Howard. Now, I, I will say this, you know, and, you know, people can complain about this as much. Everybody talking about LeBron James, year 17, year 16, he 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 checked out because he didn't have a team. I was waiting for a team to, to be constructed. But I tell you what, this Lakers team, as it's constructed now, would not have beat the Golden State Warriors when they had KD. Oh, no. I don't even think they could beat Golden State Warriors without KD. They could have beat him without KD. I don't think they could have beat him with KD. I don't think they had the athletes to sit there and contend with all the cutting and, the, and, and all the money that they The one thing is that the Lakers, AD would have been a problem because they didn't have anybody to really deal with AD down low. <clears throat> um, they would have, they, but the shooting would have been enough to overcome it because. I'm sorry, wait, wait. You're talking about this year's? Golden no, State? I'm talking about. I'm talking about Golden State Warriors when they won their last two championships. I'm talking about okay. the Golden State Warriors with KD. Oh, okay. This late Los Angeles Lakers team, as constructed, I don't think would have beaten at least the last Golden State Warriors that won a chip with KD. Okay, that's valid. Yeah, that's valid. That's I can't valid. say I can't say for <clears throat> certain that they would have beat them when they beat them the first time without you know KD, but I don't think they could have beat them the second time with, with KD. That's a valid. That's I, I, I'll give you that. That is valid. I, I'll give you that. I'm looking at the roster. Oh, yeah. last. Oh, last year. Yeah, they would have. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know about I mean, last year. They. You're saying this this Lakers squad right now, with Caruso and Rondo, and Brian and and AD and the rest of the squad versus, not this year, past year, but the year before. Golden State team. No, you're talking about you're talking about the year when they won it with Draymond, the big three with Draymond, Clay, and Steph. No, I'm talking about when they won it with the last year that they won it. Oh, yeah. maybe going into this the last year before everybody got got hurt. Um, the reason why I'm saying not because Javale McGee wasn't on that squad last year. Was he with Go- no, he was a, he was with Los Angeles Lakers. He wasn't with Golden State last year. No, the year before. The he... year before that. Right. I would say that if you put that Lakers team up the last year that they won the chip mm-hmm. against the Golden I mean, you, you put the um, Los Angeles Lakers this year against the Golden State Warriors that won the chip last year, I don't think they beat them. You don't think who would beat them? You don't think Los Angeles – I don't think Los Angeles Lakers would beat them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. We're in agreement with that. Yeah, I don't uh, now. The the yeah. last this past year when he lost to the Toronto Raptors, all things being considered, they were no one got hurt. If no one got hurt, then Toronto wouldn't have won that series. Of course, no, no, no. But would this Lakers team this year beat the Golden State Warriors of last year if nobody got hurt? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. I say, I say well, State. that's the same because that's the same year that um, Boogie was playing. Uh, the same year Boogie was on that team too. Yeah, but he didn't play in the finals. 
Yeah, but he was injured. Yeah. Yeah, but well, okay. If if nobody got hurt, put it like yeah. that. Yeah, if no one got hurt, yeah, I still would go with the. I, go say Warriors would have beat him. Yeah, I still would I'd go with Warriors. Probably a five. That I wouldn't know. Six that I don't know. I, yeah, be, I would say is, six or seven. Probably six, maybe seven, but I'll say at least six. I, me personally, I don't think this LA squad right now can hang with the big three of Clay, Stephen, and Draymond. And, and uh, Andre Iguodala, he's a couple years young. I don't, I don't think this Lakers team could hang with that team then, personally. Because I think, I think Draymond can body AD. AD may have some length, but Draymond got that, uh, got that strength, and he'll try to push him out the block and try to manhandle him and, and rattle him and take him out of his game. It's hard to tell. But cause, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because you can't tell is... me that. Uh, but, you can't call me that uh, with Green. No, not Green. Who's the the marksman for LA supposedly? Uh, that came. Danny from. Green. Yeah, Danny Green. You can't tell me you're going to put Danny Green up against Clay and tell me that them two ne- uh, kind of wiped themselves out. Because that just ain't the case. Actually, no. Actually, actually, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I will say this: they wouldn't cancel each other out. But it won't be no discrepancy like you would think it would be. So you trying to tell me that Green would give you production like a clay? Offensively? I would say not from an offensive standpoint, but from a defensive standpoint, he would he would do his best to mem- minimize clay. If clay goes off, then that's clay. But that's going to be one game. I would not be surprised if Danny Green stays on him. like Because Danny Green is an underrated defensive player. Don't get no. So I'm not saying that it's not a. Um, what I'm saying is, is that it won't be like an offset that, you know, everybody think that Clay is going to be up here and Danny Green is going to be down here. I don't think it's that they're not evenly matched, but there's not. It's like a slight, a slight favor in Clay. Well, you know what? Uh, you got NBA 2K. Oh boy. <laughs> that's that's say to play it, but to simulate it. Mm-hmm. Kind of do a seven-game series simulating <clears throat> LA squad versus that uh that, that Golden State squad. I'm curious to see what what 2K in a simulated this run it what kind of decided what the factor will be. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I I'll put it like this: like I'm not knocking, I'm not saying that Danny like Danny Green is going to outshoot Clay Thompson. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the defense that Danny Green has will help men will. will it won't – I mean, Clay is going to get his numbers, but it's not going to be, like, like off the charts. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that from what I've seen from the Los Angeles Lakers in the last two games, I mean, and, yeah. you know, what I've seen last two two games, they wouldn't have beaten the Los Angeles – the Golden State Warriors that won the chip last. This – the last year is possible, but that mm-hmm. last year when, when Kevin Durant was the man – no, this team constructed with Los Angeles Lakers would not have beat them based on what I've seen the last two games. I agree with you on that. But I and still... for everyone that's going to say that LeBron James in year 17, he's gotten to the West. Everybody said the West was, you know, was supposed to be the bad thing. He's doing his thing. It's, s- slow down. <laughs> slow your roll. <laughs> Ron James checked out last year midseason and wanted a trade and got his trade and got and got AD. And this year, the Golden State Warriors w- were not the team. The dynasty was gone. Right. So I'll give you. Uh, he's got to the you know Western Conference Finals, but that Golden State Warriors team that was running the West for the last couple of years. Houston Warriors that was dipping on the neck for the last couple of years, they they weren't there. You lucked out into the Western Conference Finals based on a bad year when the Golden State Warriors dynasty ended and everybody else and all the teams went into flux and changed squads. So if you want to pump your chest and say that the West is not that bad, have at it. But what happened to year 16? Because I know in year 16, you look bad you got hurt in Christmas. You was ready to come back in January, 
and you quit the rest of the season. I don't call what you want to say. You were saving yourself. Everybody say, oh, he should just pump the brakes and just save himself for you for next year. You know, shut it down. No, you quit. You won the AD, you got them, and you quit the whole season. You're 17, nobody's there. Nobody. Not the Golden State Warriors. You didn't beat the Golden State Warriors as a dynasty constructed. You came after the Golden State Warriors when a dynasty was gone. So all those people that's on Facebook and social media talking about LeBron James is, is, is beast in the West when it's supposed to be the best. No, you came in two or three years after the West was at its height. So knock it off. I can only remember that, uh, that meme where the dude holds up the, the, the piece of paper that says facts. <laughs> yes, because I am sick and tired of all these people talking about, oh, you're 17 and the West is not that hard. Yeah, because all the teams and all the players switch places. Houston Rockets is not that good. OKC, they're good, but they're not what it was a couple years ago. The Ghost State Warriors, the dynasty is gone. And they were gone before you got to December. So knock it off. Actually, they were going before the season started because Clay Thompson hurt his knee and couldn't play. So knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. I think we, we <laughs> just, just call it what it is. You LeBron James is the, one of the luckiest players in the NBA. Oh, well. Yes, he is. Lumps in the East. With his first stint with Cleveland, and and the first the first championship run in Miami where they lost to Dallas. When he started making his championship runs, I'm a, let's call all right. Before that, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. But once he started making his championship runs, once he got to Miami, Boston wasn't what they were. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, when they had, you know, Derrick Rose, he, he hurt his knee. It was never the same after that. Right. And the Indiana Pacers, they're not that – they were never really that good. And Paul George went to Clippers, and you see that he carried whatever he had with the Indiana Pacers over to the Los Angeles Clippers. So he was lucky. Well, I do say that one year when Paul George was there, Victor Oladipo got hurt. I think that was the one year that Indiana probably had their best opportunity. I think they played together. Am I correct? Oh, you mean when um, they um, was playing? Uh, no, um, Paul Jones was with OKC at that moment. He was because I thought that Oladipo said that he. No, him. they made that trade. Remember, they traded Paul George from um, Indiana to OKC for Victor Oladipo. Oh, right, right. And he went to um, Indiana. Right, that right. year, that was that first year where Victor Oladipo was the was back in Indiana. Right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. All right, let's end this. Um, because yeah, let's end this because I don't want to get on my, you know. Yeah, let's let's end this. But I will say this: no smooth. I, I, I agree with you. Um, this media aspect of it is 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 getting very very annoying, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I agree. Everything that you said to me is is on point. Facts. Bottom line. <laughs> and we could talk more about this because by the time next week we'll see whether or not the Lakers actually make it to the finals, or if they will be sitting home. So we will find out who will make it into the finals um, in the NBA. Uh, we'll also talk about more NFL um, and everything else that's been going on in the world of sports. The MLB um, season is about to end and the playoffs is about to start. Um, Stanley Cup Finals already started with uh, Lightning right now, I believe, is in um, full control of that series. So we still have a lot to talk about, um, but the hour is far spent. So without any further ado, fellas, let them know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on the. Go ahead. Sorry, bro. Well, just to tell you one thing, real quick. You talked about Jason Tatum not scoring anything. He dropped 16 in the third. That being said, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. 
Uh, you can find me on the gram. Um, you can find me on the gram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Uh, J E Ross number seven. And uh, before you go, Al, I want to say, Rihanna Taylor. Uh, now we know what twelve million dollars settlement gets you. No real justice. Yes, uh, a BS but, but expected. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am out calls. Twitter and Instagram. I am out calls. Um, I wasn't really gonna say anything about that. Um, at this stage. Um. Um. I, yeah. This is this is this is sports. Um, all I'm going to say is to the Attorney General, you are full of garbage. The Kentucky AG, you are full of garbage. With everything that's been going on, I don't believe... I, you're trying to clean up something that you obviously... Not everybody's in agreement with what you're doing. And what you said on the podium in that regards about beyond, I mean, about th- this facts... I really don't have anything to say. And my mother always told me, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, for everybody else, don't stop doing what you're doing. Um, appreciate all the love and support and Guys Talking Sports. Um, so make sure you catch Guys Talking Sports. We're on every podcast right now. We are all, all over the place. Um, appreciate all the love and support out there. Appreciate everything that you guys do. Uh, continue to, to, to listen to us like us um comments that being made please feel free we're all over the place fm.com we're on spotify we're on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, soundcloud you name it we're there instagram youtube we're getting back on that as well um but we do appreciate all the love and support out there we guys appreciate everything and you can tell from us we appreciate everything that you guys do every comments that you make we do appreciate it and we're going to continue to keep bringing you more sports from a fan's perspective. Uh, Again, um, thank you guys out there. God bless. Have a good one. Stay safe. Peaceful protest for everybody out there continuing to fight on and continue the good fight. Good justice for everyone. Have a good one. Make sure you register to vote. Please. Please.